Welcome back to Nerdery and Nonsense from the Nerds with Accents podcast network. I'm your host, Joe, a.k.a. That Dude from VI, a.k.a. Young Iro. And as always, I have my boy with me, JG. How goes it? Salutations, man. Just basking in nerd excellence. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. I like it, like it. And you guys can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found, man, make sure you guys show us some love by following, subscribing, rating, reviewing, and telling a friend to tell a friend. And I know it's a lot of people, a few people have been giving us five stars. Uh, it's completely appreciated, but it will be even more amazing if you like write something. It'll be some real quick like love the show or JG is the best or whatever, like anything. That helps even more than just giving the five stars. But obviously, I still appreciate everybody who gives the five stars. Um, and if you want to tell us you like the show, you want to shout us out or comment on a particular episode, make sure you comment on our Facebook page or on our Podomatic page. Basically, just under that episode, you can just click on there, comment away, fire away, and, and give us that feedback. Or you can hit us up directly on Twitter at VI underscore Otaku. That's me. Uh and also at J J Y G J for my guy J G, and we'll read it on the pod, man. So basically, that way you guys interact with us, you reach out, give us that feedback. You know what I mean? Say something dope, and we will put it on the show, man. And if you have any more questions about all the information I just gave you, that's already in the show notes. So definitely click on that, and when you listen to the episode, and you have have all the information that you need, man. So. That's how it goes, man. So, JG, we had another excellent week of, of nerdery. And I I feel like this week has been kind of like up and down with the news. You know what I mean? We had some like great, we had some great news, some great drops for things like Project Power. But we also had like some delays on different things. It's kind of been kind of like a mixed bag. You know what I mean? Highs and lows, man. Such is life. Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely. But... But definitely this weekend. Yeah, like it. Some of these lows real low, you <laughs> Yeah, man, it's, it's it's been a lot of a lot of different things, man. But um, we know we've been talking about this for a while now, and I just kind of want to jump right into you know our first segment, what we care about in nerdery this week. Um, with Project Power, we've been kind of talking about it, breaking down some of the trailers, you know, a few episodes back as the news kind of came out, but. Project Power finally came out. You know what I mean? It came out, I believe, on the 13th, right? August 13th, a couple of days ago. Uh, it's a Jamie, it's Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback, who did an excellent job. And it's basically about a pill, you know what I mean? When a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans, a teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. So, that's kind of the gist of it. I know I literally watched this maybe like uh, 30, 40 minutes ago. I really enjoyed it. I know JG's watched this. So, I'm, I'm going to give... I'm going to give the floor to my guy, JG. Now, I usually like lead off, you know what I mean, by trying to share the rock. You know what I mean? Trying to share the rock. So, JG, like, before we kind of... Give some spoilers, which we will do. So if you're listening and you haven't seen it yet, you know, maybe skip 10, 15 minutes and we'll, we'll, we'll do what we do at that point. But 
I guess generally, like, what did you feel about? How do you feel about Project Power? Did you enjoy it? Project Power was a fun ride, man. It was a fun ride. All right, Jamie Foxx is always excellent, and I think he did a very good job in this um, this movie here. And uh, just the idea of it, you know, I think I'm seeing a pattern of like human evolution. And trying to get to like the next level of existence. I'm like seeing that pattern in many different films on Netflix and on the big screen, just in general. You know, even the old guard, you know, they play with that idea of immortality and studying people to try and gain, you know, some type of transformational genetics. Well, you know, Project Power kind of, um, they kind of focused on that same type of concept. And it's a very interesting concept because, right. you know, we want to be something greater. We're definitely in trying times, changing times. You know, you got you got these technological dudes. Elon Musk want to try and fuse us into cyborgs. And, <laughs> you know, human beings are just trying to find a, a new a new level of existence. And uh, Project Power has its own unique way of telling that story. And I really enjoyed it. You know, they go from being like, you know, superpower stuff to bringing it down to a more human level. You know, the one young lady that can actually rap, you know, he said that's her power. Right. Her, her way of changing the world. And, you know, that that's, you know, kind of where the, uh, the movie ended on that note with her, you know, writing in the distance, you know, kind of empowers you, you know, even though you're normally in your regular life, you have your own power, you have your own way of affecting other people and leaving your mark. So I, I like that little message as well that they had in the movie. And definitely good action and fighting scenes, boy. You know, he was using some Aikido or something. The way he grabbed, grabbed somebody's hand and just flipped them 360 on the ground. You know, Jamie Foxx was, yeah, he, he was in the gym for that one. He was in the gym for that one. Man. That's the thing. Like, I was watching I this and I was just like, I don't know if maybe I've skipped some of the movies where he was. Um, but he was such a badass in this movie. Like, I don't feel like I've ever seen him like that being like the one man, the one man kind of like wrecking ball you know like he comes through and he just mm -hmm. <laughs> he just basically sunning everybody you know what i mean we basically clear out the whole room by himself you know what i mean and i thought he did a really good job of like bringing like that intensity you know yeah he was in control the whole movie you know and i like that because there were a few times like when he got arrested when a guy had the gun to the back of his head you know i kind of thought that you know yeah this this is going to be the the downfall here you know they're gonna beat him up you know no he snatched that gun from his hand and put it right back on him like yo you ain't gonna stop me i'm a father on a mission right get the hell out of here right. and he put him in the cop car you're thinking it's over they're gonna lock him up you know just you know it's gonna be a downward trajectory in the entire movie nope he turned it right back on him just let him know like listen you think you walk in for the higher power and you know for what's right and you think these police officers are um are on your side and you know they're working for the enemy right right you know? so you know he was in control the whole time and um eventually he completed his mission i'm not gonna go too much into it i don't want to spoil the whole movie but yeah yeah jamie fox was is the man on screen off screen whatever yeah and that's the thing like i thought he did like a really really good job but i feel like the most impressive performance um in the movie was like dominique fishback man i don't know how many other movies she's been in this is my first time really hearing her name but i feel like she did such like an exceptional job with 
showing like the range of emotion you know what i mean like she was so good when she had to be vulnerable or she was scared but still operating through the fear you know what i mean just there are moments where she was basically very emotional but like different types of emotional like fearing for her safety versus like concern for her mom or concern for um art who jamie plays you know what i mean like i thought she did a really damn good job you know what I mean? As well as being like resourceful throughout the movie when obviously she's not as strong as um as art. Art's character as Jamie Foxx's character art is. But he just she just did a really, really good job in her role, man. She was she kinda like brought a lot of the heart to the movie. You know what I mean? Well, Jamie Foxx was bringing like all the badass stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the, the dope action scenes, the fight scenes, the fight choreography. And she kind of brought the heart, man. So I thought, to me, I thought she she was shining in this, man. Uh, those are excellent points, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of the young lady. She did a really good job. I mean, you just covered everything, you know. The way she was in trouble in one moment and she was scared of everything. And then she hears, you know, Art's story and then actually shows compassion and sympathy for what what's going on with him. And, you know, kind of saw him as a father figure, you know, because she, you know, her father was uh, not present in her household. And, you know, I guess, you know, she was trying to fill that gap. And, you know, he kind of came in and did that. And, you know, at the same time, she reminded him of her daughter. So, you know, you had that um that that black family structure there going on right. within Project Power. So that was good to see. I, 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 I'm, amen. I'm just looking forward to some greater things from her. Cause she's a she's a good actor. Yeah. And she got bars. I wouldn't be surprised if she really wrote the, those lines. You know. Yeah. <laughs> those are some good rhymes, man. You know, I used to rhyme. I used to write right. everything. You know. So, yeah, I liked it. She was dope. She was killing it when you know she had different words and she was rhyming off of it. Those, those are some nice rhymes. Yeah, man. I, so yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too because they found a good way of not making the raps like some of the raps that they put out in the trailer made it to the movie, right? And they, they did a good way of, like, within the flow of the movie, like, not making it, like, super corny. You know what I mean? Like, hard-dropping bars or whatever. Like, they did a good way of, like, fitting it into the story and making, and making it, like, presented in a way where it came off. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this isn't this isn't taking me out of the movie. You know what I mean? So, it was dope, man. And, um, I know I was saying she's a young actress. Um, She is. She's been in a few other features. Just uh, Night Comes On. The hate you give with um with Amanda, I think it's Steinberg. Um, yeah, night comes on. The hate you give and the, the Deuce, the HBO series. So yeah, man, she's been in a few things, and you know her star is definitely rising. But I feel like she really was like you know Joseph Gordon Levitt was good. He didn't have too much to do, you know. He was just basically the cop that wants to save his city. You know what I mean? Quote unquote, save his city and. You know, he was a little bit of a rogue, but not too crazy. So he didn't have too much to do, but he was good. Jamie Foxx was good. He did what he did. You know what I mean? What Jamie Foxx does all the time. But she was exceptional. And to your point about the raps, I will have to check. But I know Chica, who is basically, uh, she played a role as one of her classmates. She's a rapper. She's actually She actually was on the XXL freshman's list this year. And I think, I'm pretty sure she had a part in writing, writing those raps. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. I actually saw a freestyle. I think it was a Tiny Desk performance yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. I liked it. And boy, is dope. You know, that's why I like I like them smooth vibes right. with my hip-hop. So I, whatever album that song is on, I'm probably going to buy that album, throw it on my nice nighttime driving playlist, <laughs> go around cruising, 
you know, I love yeah. my playlist. So, um, yeah, definitely check her out as well. Check her music out. Yeah, man. Um, I'm just realizing that now that I look back. Yeah. I've never seen any of the movies you mentioned for the uh, the young actress, but I need to look into those as well. But, um, yeah, man, a lot of great things came out of this movie. And I don't think it's over, as we were discussing before the show started. Right. That's the thing, too. I think you're right, because a lot of these Netflix movies, they definitely always try to make sure that they extend it. Because, I mean, that's the whole point of the service, you know? You have to give keep giving people content so they can come back and watch more and watch more and watch more. So the way they left this story was definitely interesting. It it definitely lends itself for a part two because everything wasn't resolved, but it wasn't like, um, what's the word? It wasn't like unsatisfying the way it ended, you know? Right. Uh, and I really liked um I liked a couple other things before we move on to our next topic for what we care about. I really appreciated like the diversity of powers, you know? Yeah, people who kind of control you know, their heat or the the ice or some people there was basically like a character who was kind of like uh Kimimaro from Naruto who could basically like manipulate his bones, basically break and rearrange his bones to kind of use them as weapons. There were people who were bulletproof, a guy who was camouflaging. Um, it was really, really dope, man. So, and one of the characters, you know, I don't want to spoil it. It just came out a couple of days ago. But one of the characters has a ridiculous power that's tapped or unlocked by using a power pill. And um, I just thought that was good, man. You know what I mean? Like, between that, the graphics held up really, really well. Better than I thought they would for a Netflix show. Or, I guess, movie, I should say um held up really really well and then they even were they were even able to like fit in kind of like the henrietta Lacks mentioned you know a black woman several decades ago who basically her cells were stolen when she went in to remove a tumor and basically from her cells um they were able to basically just find cures for so many diseases because of whatever the hell <laughs> was in her genetics like you know what i mean so they fit that into the story as well. So just overall, man, I just thought that it was a really, it was a fun movie. It was a good movie. Um, I, I call it like the, the, the phrase that kept jumping out to me was, um, the rule of cool. Like by no means is this, is this movie like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, but it was really, really good at getting all the stuff that needed to be cool. They did it really, really well. You know what I mean? The fighting was done really, really well. Um, Obviously, the acting was good, but the fighting was really, really good. The graphics were really, really good. You know what I mean? Action scenes, all of that stuff. Even the raps was cool. Like, everything that was supposed to be cool, they did it well. So, it keeps you invested. And then, you know, um, Jamie Foxx's motivation for basically trying to uncover the source of of, of um, the power and, and who's creating them is a, is a good, you know, realistic-ish, you know what I mean? Um, motivation so no, I, I really really enjoyed it man so if you're somebody who wasn't gonna check it out or if you like waiting nah man definitely check it out it's a nice fun movie it's like an hour and 50 minutes five zero minutes runtime but it doesn't feel like it it feels more like an hour on change so pretty pretty good uh, yeah it did feel kind of short man but I got a question for you what's your animal man because you know it's animal based you oh. know they actually use they unlock <laughs> They unlock the animal DNA within the actual human DNA. Right, right. To, you know, hmm. basically make you adopt the attributes of that animal. The one I would want or the one I think is closer to my personality? Yeah, let's go down. Hmm. 
I don't know, man. You're supposed to give me an out. <laughs> I give me the easiest one. Um, my personality. Selassie lion. <laughs> what? Nah, bro. That definitely my personality, man. What? What? Whichever, whichever animal is very defensive. Because I'm not really somebody who like a turtle. Um, well, I guess in the means of you have like a turtle. Power? <laughs> yeah, ninja turtle. Are you Leonardo? Yeah, Okay. You know, if, if I did, I would definitely be Raphael. But what, I, what I'm what i trying to say uh, before I was being trolled was, um, <laughs> no, whatever animal is, like, very defensive. You know, because I'm very, I'm very like, nice. You know what I mean? I'm polite. But then when I get to that point where I feel like somebody disrespecting me, then then my energy changes. So whatever the hell animal that be, you know what I mean? That's my answer without answering because I have no clue. You know what I mean? I am not a zoologist. I don't know what animal best <laughs> encapsulates that that. <laughs> that answer that I gave you. Okay, all right. What about you? Cool beans, man. Probably go with the grizzly bear, man. You know. Wait, I'm loving. That's how you giving it up? You grizzly bear? And then when shit gets crazy, I'm I'm defending my family and what I love, man. <laughs> and I'm gonna tear you up. I'm gonna knock you down with one pop. Boom! Oh, really? One hit wonder. That's what it is. One hit kill. You done? You out of here? <laughs> Nah, nah. All right, me son. JG, JG, the Grizzly Bars. Let him know, man. <laughs> grizzly Beer Bars in this, man. But nah, man. Like I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of some cool ways of my personality, but I, I don't even know, bro. But I, I think that's dope. I think I'm gonna just go with the beer. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go with uh the black beer. I think black black the bears black are bear. yeah black bears are kind of like cool. They're like relaxed, but then if you like threaten them, then it's a problem. But they're like very you a polar bear, man. <laughs> Nah, man, I'm a tropical Negro, so I damn sure ain't no polar beer. I, de- I definitely could have done that. You drinking the Coca-Cola on the commercials, man. Nah, man, nah, man. I don't do Coke, and I don't do tropical weather, man. So I'm, I'm going to just go with the black beer, man. But speaking of, I guess, speaking of kind of like preferences on like the choices you would make, like I came across this, this um, I don't even know if it's a meme or whatever, but I came across this discussion on Twitter, that that was pretty cool, right? So, this is something that I was thinking about, why I've been caring about the last few days, because it kind of spurred spurred my my thought process on anime, right? And it basically was it's by Cyber Edgy. I want to give them their credit. That's a C Y B E R E D G Y Cyber Edgy on Twitter. So he basically posted a question. I'm assuming it's a dude because it's like a male uh, anime avi. I have a question for everyone. Which one of these anime will stand the test of time? And be called a classic in a few years, right? So they list Black Clover, My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, you know, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Mob Psycho 100, Fire Force, Attack on Titan. What else? What else? What else? Is that it? No. Boruto, One Punch say? Man, okay. uh, The Promised Neverland, Vinland Saga, God of High School. And Dr. Stone. So, like, this is where, perfect. Where did you see that? Where do you see the Dr. Stone? It's right in the top right corner of the images, right? So. Oh, there it is. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, after last week, when GAG slandered all of the Attack on Titan fan base, you know what I mean? Just disrespected them because he basically thought that the show was trash in comparison Ooh. to all the others. You know what I mean? I never said anything like that. You might as well have. You disrespected Captain Go. Levi, and we ain't having it. Go ahead, Black Bear. Go ahead, <laughs> well, all right. So, 
Um, yeah, so it's obviously a nice selection of different anime, but I was thinking about it, and I have a spicy take that I just wanted to, to unveil during the pod. Then maybe we should start with me first, since you got the spicy take. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Don't so, just so. blow down the whole building <laughs> before we even... Because this is a discussion here. Yeah, so right? let's. This... There's so many of these, right? So without 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 naming too many, I, I want to limit this. So you have to name well, two, because they gave us twelve. Uh, okay, I mean, well, I was gonna name like three because I think it's only like three on here that will probably be classic in the next couple of years. Okay, so well, I was actually gonna go, go through each one. And just knock off, you know, pretty quickly the ones that are not and tell you exactly why briefly. That's how I was going to do it. I don't know if you're ready. You're ready. All right. Let me hear this. Let's go. Okay. Let's start. <clears throat> here comes the here first comes the one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to be fair, man. Black Clover, right? right? That's the first one in the block. I'm not going to lie. When I first started it, it started off a little slow for me. And clearly it is a baby child of bleach uh, yu yu hakusho naruto it's like bleach and naruto combined that's what black clover looks like it's very samey but a lot of the battle and fight scenes they, they've really gotten better in the last few episodes but just because of that samey type nature you know it's just too carbon copy yeah that's not going to be classic in the next couple of years my hero academia mm-hmm. No, see, one of my criteria for classic in the next couple of years is, you know, what are the defining moments? And I think my hero, you know, what's the impact on the culture looking like? And I think my hero is clearly the best candidate in this entire bunch, you know, at least one of them, you know, to be classic in the next few years. Many defining moments, large impact on anime culture as a whole, movies in the theater, all types of fans who never even watched anime before coming in to watch this anime i mean you could see the inspiration from some of the greats that we grew up watching right. within the show as well it just stands on the shoulders of giants i mean okay that's 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 probably classic right now you know some people wouldn't even care if you said that so True. yeah that, I, that's that's my first one for classic in a couple of years boruto hell no <laughs> um you know that's just a disappointment so let's just move on from there. Shout out to Naruto Sun. Okay, moving on, moving forward. Moving forward, Doctor Stone. I think. See, you know, it's it's the opposite of Black Clover. Black Clover is very, you know, like I said, samey, you know, carbon copy. Doctor Stone is something totally different. You know, the whole story is different to anything we've ever seen in anime, and because of that, I think in maybe the next few years, it might actually reach that level. I don't think it has any like defining moments as of yet, but just a level of interest in the storyline, you know, I think that really keeps people coming back and watching. So, I mean, I, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it some potential. Uh, I don't think it's claimed to fame as strong as my hero, but, you know, I'll put it up there. Demon Slayer, hell yes. I think there are many defining moments within Demon Slayer. I think that one is another classic in the next couple of years. I think, you know, the innovation as well, the different types of art styles that they meld within the uh, in the show. They're doing a lot of innovative little things. You know, people are loving the characters, right. loving the fight scenes, right. the abilities, everything. You know, the water style, the fire styles, you know, people are hooked on this stuff. And, um, yeah, I think that definitely has, the, uh, has what it takes. Mob Psycho 100, I tried it out, and I didn't like it. All right, that... 
the character is just a goofball. I, I mean, I, I really don't get it. Um, yeah, I don't get it yet, man. Yeah, I haven't really hooked on to this show. I don't know what you think about it, but we'll see. One Punch Man is like a parody. It's like an anime parody to me. It's like an anime comedy show. <laughs> it's not, like, it, it doesn't really, you know, I, there's no way I'd call it classic. So, yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and move on to the next one. Yeah, I know a lot of people love that show, but, I mean, it's like no point to the damn show. It's, and there we like, go. We were 20 minutes in, and I already have my title. Thanks a lot. No problem. The God of High School needs more time. You know, people are ripping throats out in these comment sections, man. You know, people are really going on God of High School. <laughs> and I think I I think I see the points they're making. You know, it's just tournament stuff, fighting stuff, and there's really no sub. I think they've been pushing a little bit of substance, man. You know, I think that one episode where they show the bonding between the three main characters as friends in in that in their own unique way, I thought that was good, man. I think they, they added some substance in between why those characters are actually fighting the tournament. And I think that's that's the makings for a good show. But I mean, that thing is on episode like five or something. Right? Yeah, it's so on like episode you know, six. That's that's nuts. I can't say that. Fire Force. Oh, Fire Force. Um, Fire Force came out around the same time as Demon Slayer and Doctor Stone. It was in the, it was in the up runnings. You know, those three. The people were looking at them like, is this the new big three? And um, you know, but I think Fire Force was kind of lagging behind Doctor Stone and Demon Slayer as far as enjoyment goes. You know, season one had its issues. Then they, you know, they really picked up near the end. So I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Fire Force some more time to breathe. You know, I don't think there's been some uh, defining moments as of yet, but the animation, the fighting scenes are crisp right now. I'm really enjoying it. It's a great anime, and I still hold it up there with Demon Slayer and Doctor Stone. But classic in a couple years, I need to see a little bit more. All right, Latom. <laughs> and. Uh, Attack on Titan is a definite, yeah, Latom. Attack on Titan is a definite classic in a couple years. It's just um, you know, one of those distinguished. No, 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 he changed. No, he changed this tune. Last week it was trash. Now it's classic. Y'all see how he backpedaling right now? This guy loves to say I'm backpedaling. Them them AOT fans get his voice shook, boy. He's. I I haven't seen any replies from anybody. (laughs) But they they're welcome to to talk trash if they want to. You know, you're not gonna tell me Attack on Titan. It's better than every goddamn thing in the last decade. You know, it's not happening. But it's definitely a classic in a couple of years. You know, I mean, just look at how it's impacted the culture. I mean, it's just, it's really a standout anime, period. The concept, the storyline, the fight scenes. See, you know, when you come with something different, you know, but, you know, it still has some of that, you know, old traditional flavor, you know, that's the makings for magic right there. Promise Neverland. I tried it out. Um, watched a few episodes and um, I struggled. I haven't returned to it as of yet. I'm not going to say that's classic in a couple of years. Sorry. Vinland Saga, I enjoyed it as well, but I don't think it has the classic in a couple of years um, ingredients as of yet. Right. Good show, though. But that animation, I think, is a little old school looking. I mean, I don't know. I know that's probably not some, but, you know, I know that's probably. I'm going to add. That's, my, that's a part of my criteria, all right? Okay, I'm gonna put that in my criteria to judge the overall show. Okay, okay. The animation is a little shabby, a little old school for me. Okay, so af- but, uh, after John's anime corner, so basically you have three classics: you have My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, and Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah, with a with a honorable mention for Doctor Stone. 
But uh, I'm, those are my three definites that you just mentioned. That's your three definites. Okay. Well, obviously, I can't disagree with my hero academia. Ooh. That one is clearly okay. no, partially. Don't worry. I'm gonna rip you to shreds in a second. So, wow. <laughs> my hero academia can't disagree with that. You know what I mean? There's no need to even say why. Mm. The show is excellent, right? For every reason possible, it's excellent, right? Attack on Titan is just a complete success. You know what I mean? It has a different tone. It's very different from a lot of different anime that came out in terms of the tone, the subject matter, how high the stakes are, and how gruesome it is. Like it really did something. Um, give you a, a different feeling than what you're accustomed to for mainstream anime. So it's classic in that reason, as well as you know, it's a good story, a lot of twists, a lot of interesting reveals. Great action, badass characters, all that stuff. So that one's definitely a classic. But here's my spicy take. And this might be a shock to people who know me really well. Because I was I from episode two or three, I was saying, yo, Kimetsu no Yai, but this is it. This going to be the one. But I've had time to reflect. And aside from some groundbreaking animation sequences... Demon Slayer might not be that great. Like, if you take away some of the couple of two-minute clips, that's just really, you know, the action scenes that were going on around Twitter, social media, you know, where he learned, like, his fire, whatever, like, his fire form that he learned, him basically, you know, bringing out some of his techniques, using some of his uh, newer techniques and forms, they're cool, but how dope is the actual story itself compared to My Hero Academia? You know what I mean? How dope are, or how deeply do you feel like connections to characters like you from My Hero Academia? You know what I mean? There are several characters where there is like significant depth to them. And they even give some of the more quote unquote like auxiliary characters more to work with you know what i mean it's so, so you feel for the different characters and they bring out the emotion in every interaction in this show demon slayer to me is good the animation is crisp the fighting is cool definitely interesting but the story itself unless you know they're gonna really ramp it up in the second part is really not that groundbreaking you know what i mean the demons eat most of his family He's able to kind of save his sister. And now he's just demon slaying and trying to save his sister. That's just really the plot. You know what I mean? And outside of some badass moments, I don't feel as a whole that this stuff is classic. But it has kind of like classic moments. But I don't know if that makes it a classic to me. His sister, who was turned into a demon, but their bond, their family bond was so strong that she resisted the demon programming and became an ally to the team. Yeah, sure. The one young gentleman with the blonde hair who yeah, is currently yeah. somewhat of a coward, but yeah. has the potential to become a great and powerful character. And all you of see that, that is, when he turns, when he becomes nice. asleep, he, hold on now, yeah, let me finish. You know, he has a lot of room, you know, for improvement and character development there. Uh, we, you never know. You might see um, the main character. I'm not good with names, but um, especially uh, you know, very Tanjiro. Thank you. You know, you know, you might see him turn vicious. You know, he's he's much more meek and, and shy right now, but he's trying to gain revenge for his family against you know demons that we don't really know as of yet. I know the one 
henchman demon. You know, people say he looks like Michael Jackson. You know, that guy. But that's about it. Because his family got killed by, like, two different demons. I mean, I don't know what's going on in the background. I think there's a lot more to learn, especially because he has one element. But, you know, he used some fire-type elements you know, that he inherited from his family as well. And we're supposed to see him train with the... Uh, the fire demon slayer um what's, what's the name of those guys again the monument i forgot the name of the um the, the pillars you might see him train with him to actually unlock another element i think there's just a lot of room for character improvement and a lot more mysteries for us to discover within the show i think you know i think we should uh but all in, we're, in a couple all years we're going off like, of is and plus what, what to already have a classic moment at, the moment at this current moment so based well, in this current moment, we have classic moments. We have memorable characters that people love and dress up as in Comic-Con. We have strong bonds between the characters within the show. I mean, that, that's quite a lot in comparison to many of the others I just named who have like five seasons and they didn't do half of the shit that Demon Slayer did in one season. Yeah, no, I disagree completely. I don't think Demon Slayer did that much. Like I said, aside from the... Yeah, they had some some dope scenes, but in terms of... I guess in terms of quality all around, My Hero Academia does the amazing fight scenes similarly where they amp up all of the drawing. The story is good. The emotions are good. The characters is good. Like, the motivations for the villains are good. Like, everything is strong about that. I Come on. Well, I would I be think, lying uh, if I said Demon Slayer based on what's available to us right now. You know what I mean? From what we've seen in the anime for all of these. Um you know well, what I mean? It's, it's not on, on that there. same. I think, it's not on that same level. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not putting yeah. Demon Slayer in that. Again, I can only go off base of what I've seen so far. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Okay, well, yeah. Maybe in a year they add some stuff that make me feel that oh, they, they rounded out everything. Da 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 da. But I just don't feel that demons feel that Demon Slayer is gonna be remembered the way Attack on Titan is gonna be remembered. My hero is going to be remembered. I don't think it's going to be remembered in that same way. But it doesn't make it bad. The show is dope. And when it comes back, I can't wait to watch it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, wonderful, bro. Wonderful. But, um, you know, the qualities you just mentioned for my hero, I can't say Attack on Titan does the same. I can't say that any anime in this list does the same. I think that's something special that my hero has that none of these other animes have. I mean, that's kind of hard to live up to. And I will say that um, the one episode, episode nine of Demon Slayer, they kind of uh, reproduce that feeling for me that I get in My Hero. My Hero does it more consistently, clearly. Yeah, that's why. It does but I didn't really it. get that from any other anime on this list, possibly Attack on Titan. So, I mean, defining moments, you know, only the three that I mentioned as definite classics have done anything like that. Of course, My Hero on a more consistent basis. But to be an anime that only has one season, and then be mentioned among these others that have like shit four seasons or something. Some of these have like four or five seasons. You know, Black Clover hasn't done anything like that. They're like they they're not on season one. Yeah, like I Boruto ain't I on ain't season even one. about none of those. I want to talk about none of one those. One Punch Man been going on since forever. That's why they ain't do nothing close. Yeah, but I'm not talking about none of those. I don't understand why. Mob Psycho 100 are. is like ancient. So, I mean, relatively speaking, yeah, I, I would say that uh, Demon Slayer has some classic ingredients, man. Especially only having one season and to have an episode that, that would do something to you. You know, that uh, My Hero does on a more consistent basis, yes. But to even achieve that, yeah, I think Demon Slayer is a definite. You done? No, Attack on Titan. 
Yeah, they didn't, they didn't do all that. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I said Attack on Titan is ca- classic for different reasons. You know what I mean? So, I'm okay. not <laughs> I'm not saying it's it don't it doesn't give me the same feeling as My Hero Academia, but it does different things differently. You know what I mean? I think it's gonna be it's gonna become a classic for the way kind of stood out among all the anime of that era because of the subject matter you know what i mean and how dark it was and how dire it was it gives you a completely different feeling than a lot of the other anime that dropped in that same time or that was booming in that time so i think that's why it's gonna be received different and remembered different because it kind of zigged when everybody zagged you know what i mean so yeah, Demon Slayer is great, but that that's my spicy take, man. I don't think it's gonna be remembered in the same way my hero is Attack on Titan. Yeah, for sure. So that's just that's just the way I see some of these the the type of love that I see for some of these characters, I think it will uh stand the test of time. That's where I'll conclude on that. Well, I mean it's fine, you know, somebody on the pod have to be wrong, you know what I mean? Um glad it's glad it's not me. <laughs> I'm not wrong either. Oh man, but yeah, man, that's just something I wanted to bring up. I saw it and I was just like, I think the way a lot of people feel about Demon Slayer, I think they just caught up in the hype of those big moments. But the re- outside of those big moments, what do you really have that's so different from all the other anime that we see all the time? You know what I mean? So that's that's kind of my little spiel on that, man. But yeah, man, that was what we care about in Nerdery. And now let's just time to move on to uh, what intrigues us in Nerdery. Um, big news uh, out of the Avatar camp. Uh, not the best news. <laughs> uh, Avatar Last Airbender creators no longer developing the Netflix live action adaptation. You know what I mean? They basically... Michael Dante DiMartino, one of the creators, like penned an open letter to the last Airbender fans where he basically said, you know, he's no longer involved with the project after two years of developing, helping develop the creation aside, uh, aside alongside Netflix. They basically signed on to be showrunners, executive producers, and you know, they were told that they were committed. Netflix was committed to honoring their vision for retelling and supporting on the creative series. And it got to a point where they just uh, you could just tell that they don't like the direction of it. And they, you know, they, they even said, hey, it might end up being great either way. They might find a way to make it compelling, but they won't be involved because they don't believe it's being done in a way that they can sign on. You know what I mean? So. They are pulling out of it and people are not happy. A lot of people have been waiting for this, you know, to come out and basically correct the mistake that M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan created when he did his live action adaptation that was just dreadful. You know what I mean? So now they're pulling out and, hey, you know what I mean? Uh, last year, Bender fans, we, we are we losing, we losing some hope right now about this live action series, man. Listen, I am highly disappointed in hearing that news. Like, it was a knife in my stomach when I heard that news. Because, you know, I just love Avatar The Last Airbender so much. And we already got destroyed by that movie, M. Night Shyamalan. I, you know, I don't even want to 
talk too much about that. He already destroyed the hearts of Airbender fans across the world with that movie. So we really were looking forward to someone getting it right. And to hear this news, you know, it's a dark day. It's a dark day in nerdery. And I, I don't really get it. I don't really get it. Netflix has their own vision. The creators have their own vision. I don't know if you expounded on, you know, some of the reasons exactly why, you know, some of some of the things that I've been hearing, you know, as far as discrepancies and what type of characters, you know, they want to be represented in the show, uh, the level of maturity of the show. I think the maker, I think I stick with the makers on, you know, keeping it aimed towards, you know, that friendly kid vibe kind of, but it still has the strong messages as opposed to making it, you know, some type of romance. And, you know, it's based on Asian culture, so we should uh, continue to uh, represent that accurately. And I think Netflix has other plans from what I've been reading. So, uh, yeah, I'm not too excited anymore, but I'll probably still check it out. Yeah, because you know I try everything. That's the thing. Like I was hearing that um, one of the main struggles you alluded to it, but one of the main struggles was uh, the creators didn't want. I don't think they wanted to have any white characters, right? They wanted to have all. I guess people of color is a little bit vague, but I'm pretty sure it's just people of Asian descent, which makes sense because all of this, all of this basically draws from a bunch of Asian culture and mythology and all of that stuff. So that would be appropriate, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's clearly based on Asian themes, you know. So I know, I know, I know that was a sticking point, and like you said, they wanted to be more advanced, and I guess advanced in terms of I guess subject matter. But to me, it just makes sense to wait. You you do this successfully, you know, with the Avatar: The Last Airbender adaptation, you did that successfully. But then when the material when the material ages up with the Legend of Makora material, you will be adapting. Then you can age up, you know what I mean? How spicy the con the content is because Korra gets more violent. It gets not like heavily sexual, but it gets more sexual than the last Airbender. It gets a little bit more adult because the audience grew with the show, you know. So I could see it for there, but th this this seems like Netflix is making a mistake, you know. You know, we come on here weekly and talk about, you know, all the all the wins Netflix. Uh, has been you know making and all the wins they've been they've been bringing to the table but this one looks like a miss man so avatar fans yeah you just have to rewatch the uh rewatch the <laughs> rewatch last airbender on netflix as well as all the, as well as all the other good stuff man and speaking of uh you might as well just drop in and you know get used to it uh legend of korra basically has hit netflix as of, I believe it was uh, August 13th, no, August 14th, um, Friday, August 14th. So Legend of Korra is on Netflix now to stream all four seasons as well as all three seasons of The Last Airbender. So you might as well just get your fix there because I have no faith in this Netflix live adaptation without the creators, man. So we are going to see. Yeah, man. But um, from some sad news to some great news, <laughs> Disney drops the full Mulan trailer. And that thing is looking excellent, man. Like, just the action, the the added characters. is like a witch that they added to the, the cast that wasn't involved in the, the animation. 
Oh my god, the fight scenes, everything looks legit. It looks epic. The costuming looks great. I am ready, bro. Like, I was already on board. I was already going to give them my $30 to watch and, I guess, in a way, own it on Disney+. Plus. And now I'm, I'm, I'm even more on board than I was before. Well, I already like the martial arts movies, you know, the kung fu flicks. I like all of that stuff. And I'm really seeing a lot of those elements from movies that I enjoyed, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, all those old school movies. I'm seeing some of the same types of, like, you know, choreography and moves and martial art moves. And, and I just love that type of culture. And just to see, you know, like a full scale war, you know, Game of Thrones styles, you know, it's, not many movies have like good full scale wars, like Lord of Wars. I mean, not Lord of Wars. Lord of Rings is one of those movies that you know had like a giant war, right? That was pulled off, you know, really well. Game of Thrones is another one that had like a large scale, you know, war. I think that, you know we have a few large scale wars in this, um, in this movie, in this Mulan trailer. So um, I always love this. That's like one of my favorite scenes. Period. You know, the wars and stuff. But this is based in China. So, you know, they have the Chinese weapons, the Chinese war strategies, the Chinese armor, everything. I'm looking forward to seeing that, all the action scenes, fighting scenes. That's going to be great. And, I, you know, they have the witch in there, too, and I like magic. So, it's the perfect movie for me. You know, I'm, you know so I'm ready. No, yeah, definitely. And I, definitely. And I have Disney Plus as well. So, my niece and I will be <laughs> posted up watching this movie. She'll have her stuff down. You're right. I'll have my my beverage and uh, we'll be enjoying it. Yeah, man. Like it, it's like Eric. Like you, you hit the nail on the head, man. It just looks like it's gonna be excellent, man. And I think I may have said this before, and this probably ain't even a difficult take or a spicy take, but I think it's gonna be the best live action adaptation. You know what I mean? Like I, I think it's gonna be the best one that they came up with. You know, Aladdin was pretty alright. I enjoyed the Lion King one, but I think this one is going going to take the cake, man. This one is shaping up to be excellent, so I'm I'm super excited about this, man. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a no competition. Yeah, the Aladdin one was good. It was, you know, Will Smith is dope. Right. It was funny. They had some good music, dancing. The Lion King one, a few, quite a few people kind of found it strange. Uh, you know the the type of animation they used. I didn't really see it myself, so I can't really speak too much on it. But um, the way Mulan is looking, yeah, I think you're right, without a doubt. Yeah, man. So excited about that. And that one is coming out uh, September 4th on Disney+. Plus. So y'all know we on board, man. But moving on to more news. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. I think that's how you say it, LaBeouf. I don't think it's LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, I think. It's, man, I don't even know. But either way, he's reportedly um, Marvel's next Iceman. So Marvel is hoping to land Shia to play Iceman in their new X-Men reboot. Um, before they were supposedly considering him to play Moon Knight. He's like a rich vigilante character. Kind of like Batman, but he's kind of nuts at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um but yeah, man, it seems like he's gonna be uh, in the running for I- Iceman, and I was wondering, like, we've seen we've seen a lot of different things from from Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, whatever. And I was wondering, like, do you think he he could pull this off and be like a compelling Iceman, if this is to be believed? 
He's a great actor, man. You know, he started off with me and my world from Even Stevens, <laughs> you know, on Disney Channel. Right. You know, kind of a more comedic, goofy guy. You know, then he had that one movie. It's some strange type. It was like Paranoia something. It was kind of like a horror movie. I know you know what I'm talking about. And that kind of shifted the trajectory in my mind, you know, as far as, you know, the type of roles that he could take. And then he went to like another Indiana Jones movie and uh, he just kept going up from there. I think he has the range. You know, I never seen him in like a superhero type role, but I think it's interesting. I think that uh, he has the acting capabilities to pull something like that off. You know, maybe bring on a, a whole new personality to the character. You know, maybe bring some com- a comedic vibe to the character. You know, give it some life. You know that we haven't seen in prior roles for that uh, for that character. You know, Iceman is a big, a big character in the X Men world. He's not some type of a uh, fringe person we don't know know anything about. You know, so I th- I think that uh, I think it's a good fit. You know, we'll see. I don't know what to expect, but you know, just looking at his prior work, I think that he gives uh, some quality results. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I agree because I remember those um those for those first batch, first uh that first batch of X Men movies on Fox. You know, X One, X Two, X Three, and Iceman. Bobby was just boring as hell, man. He was a boring character. He didn't feel so compelling to me. You know, what I mean, his powers definitely like uh grew throughout that series, which was cool, but. The character himself, I found it very, very boring. So, I think this could be really, really cool, man. Because, like you said, Shia's a really good actor, and he's done a, you know, he's done a lot of different things, man. Especially lately, he was in Honey Boy, and I know that won a lot of um, nominations and some awards. And he's definitely growing as as an actor. So, I saw this news, and I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. I think he can definitely bring some more life to the character because, like you said, you know, he's prominent. In a lot of those X-Men comic books, you know what I mean? He definitely has interesting roles and different interesting um, character arcs in a lot of those comic book runs. So I thought this was cool, man. And I'm I'm happy, too, that Marvel is still able to get these bigger names because it gives me hope that they can actually have the type of actors and people necessary to make X-Men feel the way X-Men should feel when they finally, you know incorporate them into the mcu so yeah man i I thought that was excellent the name of that movie was disturbia by the way oh yeah yeah, i remember that movie that movie was dope yeah that was a dope movie a lot of people like that movie yeah and i really um i think that's like one of the first big movies i really saw shia labeouf in i think in my experience right and i enjoyed it and you know i think shia labeouf is the exact opposite of boring so um yeah, I think that um, he'll bring some life to that character. X-Men has a lot of work to do, man. They have a lot of work to uh, resurrect the X-Men from the depths of Fox. So, because Fox did a number. No, yeah, definitely. So we'll see what they do. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, man, bringing some life to the character. I am excited. I am excited for that, man. So, um, sticking with MCU... All MCU movies distributed by Disney are now on Disney Plus. So if you want to see people who got Disney Plus, like, oh, my God, why aren't all the movies on all of those licensing deals that they had with Netflix? And 
all these other places, all these other different streaming platforms. Um, well, now the timing is finally appropriate, and basically every movie aside from Spider-Man: Homecoming, Far From Home, and The Incredible Hulk are on there. So you could definitely do your little marathon. You know, I know it sucks not being able to rewatch Spider-Man on there, but it's out of their hands because Spider-Man is distributed by Sony. So they don't really have much of a say in that, you know, <laughs> because of the deal that MCU and Sony had. There. It's distributed by Sony. So can't watch Homecoming and Far From Home, but everything else is there because um, the last one that was added was um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was the last one added to the collection. So fine time to, you know, rewatch a lot of those movies that, that we loved over the last, what, uh, eight, nine years. Ant Man and the Wasp, you said. Yep, that was that was the last edition, man. That was the last edition that they had on Disney Plus. So they, have, like I said, they have almost almost everything, almost all the MCU movies on there. Well, you know, I'm gonna watch Black Panther for the fiftieth time <laughs> when they uh when they put it on there. So, and I, I need to see Endgame again too. So just to relish in that moment. So I'm I'm happy for the news. That's the thing too, man. I feel like I need to rewatch Endgame, but that that shit's so long, man. Every time I decide I want to watch it, I'm like, am I really going to sit here for three hours? <laughs> I watch this thing, but I definitely got to rewatch that, man. So I'm with you on that one, man. But yeah, man, good news from Disney Plus, man. So um, up next, um, more Spider-Man stuff. So we got some new details on the Spider-Man Miles Morales video game, man. And... So far, it's all good stuff, man. Apparently, Miles Morales is going to be his own Spider-Man. He's going to have brand new animations, different movement from the original Spider-Man PS4 game, additional mechanics, and powers that are exclusive to his character. Because, you know, he has the Bioshock and uh, the ability to turn invisible because, of, you know, the, the powers of the spider that bit him. And they're basically assuring everybody that this game is going to be a complete story, complete, completing miles's coming of age arc so yeah man i mean i'm i'm still super excited i'm still down um miles morales had like a cool story within the spider-man game you're even able to play with play as him for a little bit during one of the major scenes in that in that story in the game and i'm with it man i just want an opportunity to swing around as miles use the bioshock the invisibility i can't wait for them to put us in like the perfect scenarios to utilize all his uh, unique spider power. So I'm still firmly on board. I don't even care if it's not a super long game. Either way, I buy in it, man. So I am with it. Yeah, some people, you know, they hate and You know, some people are like, oh, it's a DLC. It seems to be a full-length game to me. You know, it seems to be its own entity. And um, like you were saying with the new powers, it's always good to have some different and new innovative you know, Spider-Man had like an episode once where uh, the cartoon I'm talking about, there were like different Spider-Mans from different dimensions that could do different things. And I always wondered if they would ever expound on that idea in the future. And they did with the Miles Morales movie. Uh, I'm just excited to see that we have a little something different, but still maintaining that classic Spider-Man, you know, with this new game here. And it might be the first. I don't really have too many superhero games. So this actually might be the first one I pick up. Right. Right, you know, because playing a Spider-Man is just fun. You know, swinging through different buildings, way high above the city, overlooking everything—that's just a fun thing to do. 
So um, then you add on the invisibility stuff and Bioshock. You know, I really want to see how those mechanics work. So I'm ready. Dope, dope. Yeah, man. I mean, ain't much to say about that. I'm still excited. I'm not letting people's people complaining basically kind of weigh me down. I'm still going to get it. I'm still going to enjoy it, man. So I'm, I'm really good at savoring games. I don't really like to rush through games. That's not really my style. I like to kind of take it in and play for a few hours and, you know, take it in bit by bit. So I'm going to be fine with this, even if it's not some super, super long game, man. Yeah, man. So from so from one game that I'm 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 hoping is gonna be a classic to another game that was definitely a ca- classic. Uh, we had some dope news. I never really expected to see this, but apparently, um, Def Jam Recordings Twitter account teased an upcoming announcement this week that could relate to a new Def Jam game. So everyone is basically saying, "Oh my God, it's a sequel for Def Jam Fight Fight for New York." Which is one of the greatest games ever. It was basically like a wrestling game disguised as rappers basically beating each other up, you know, through a, a story. And they basically included all of the different Def Jam rappers. So you had like, uh, what? You had like Sean Paul, Snoop Dogg. You had Buster Rhymes. You had Method Man, Red Man. I think even Lil Flip. You had so many different characters on here. Snoop Dogg is on here as well. Like... Just amazing, man. So, I don't know if you ever played that game, but that game was so fun. So, if they do a, a sequel, hopefully, it's like, you know, a nice little 20, 30 bucks movie. And I, I could kind of revisit uh, whether it's a remake or like a slight uh, sequel. Like, I'm ready, man. So, who did you play with back then? And who are you excited to play with this time? You know, maybe they added a few new artists to their roster right. because you know it's a whole it's a whole different landscape right now. Yeah. So uh, who I pl- who I play yeah. with? Um, Redman. I definitely play with Redman. You know, he had a do rag swinging <laughs> while he was fighting. Um, and he had he had like to me he had the most um interesting style. You know, what I mean, if I remember right, he had the stunner. I think if I remember right, he had like a the Stone Cold stunner, but he basically had like his twist on it, and I like the way he fought the best so i played with him and then every now and then i would play with sean paul for like caribbean solidarity <laughs> i hope i would play with sean paul um and about the characters i would like to play with now the thing is i don't know who's gonna be included because i don't know who's currently on def jam you know like who's currently Yikes. signed to def jam but let's i guess let, let's just put our side um Play with Logic, bro. Logic Hell is signed no. to Def Jam. I ain't trying to play with no Logic. Beat everybody up with truth and love, man. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, I'm good. And stolen styles from other rappers. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think of what's one of the like younger uh, the younger rappers who signed to Def Jam. You know what I mean? Logic is young, bro. No, I'm not even including Logic, bro. I've never. I think I listened to a Logic track once in my life, and I came out of the. I came with a conclusion that he can rap, but we're moving on, man. But, and I don't want to turn this into a, a music podcast. But, uh, these younger, I don't know. I, I'm just gonna say, Two Chains. I think at one point he was on Def Jam, so I'm gonna say Two Chains. Cause even though he's been around for a long time, he's way more prominent now than he was for the first half of his career. You know what I mean? So I go say two chains. Because the rest of these rappers, yeah. I don't know who I would want <laughs> to fight with, with these new rappers. I have no clue. 
Maybe him or like uh, the baby, because he the one he he in a fight every week. That's a good point. But I mean, if you hit somebody with two chains, I guess the fight over. So that's a good that's a good pick. Yeah, man. What about you? That's a good. Well, I didn't I didn't I didn't play the original game, so I don't know. But uh, hmm, it's a good question, man. You know, man, I asked a good question. But um, <laughs> shoot. I think what Jay is still signed to Def Jam, right? The God MC. So I'm gonna beat everybody. <laughs> I'm beating everybody. Then again, you know Jay probably is his own entity entity now, but yeah. he was once signed to Def Jam. Right, you right, know Rockefeller right. was underneath Def Jam, right? Just like you know DMX Rough Riders was underneath Def Jam. So I probably play as DMX too because he's just a savage, and he probably got some dogs that he could tag in and tear you up on the side. So. Like real dogs, like pit bulls and stuff. No, that like that actually so, would be dope. You know what I mean? <laughs> that actually would be dope. So both of us going with all the rappers. So we we we, we both like scrape the like s- like side sidestep the point. So because we went with all the rappers, I'm gonna say like I said before, like my additional pick, maybe the baby. You know what I mean? I guess like I trying to get these young rappers, and I have no idea how this would shake out. So I'm gonna go with the baby, just so somebody representing the newer artists. Yeah, Rihanna, I think, was also signed. She was also signed to Island Def Jam. Yeah, so, right. You know, I could bring a few umbrellas in there and <laughs> hit somebody over the head. Hey, man, you know, I'm just going with what I know. I'm just going with what, you know. Because, you know, like you, I, I only thought of Logic. I wanted to troll you with the Logic. Right, right, right. Because I know Logic is signed to Def Jam, but then I, I just spaced out, and now I can't remember else. anybody else who's signed currently to Def Jam. So, yeah. you know, definitely one of the greatest um, Music labels of all time. But right, right, right. Yeah. A lot of people that you could fight with. No, yeah, for sure. Definitely definitely all the people in the history books you definitely could fight with on Def Jam, man. But um and I I'm really excited to see how they're gonna do this game if they're just gonna try to just, you know, put some some gloss on it and basically bring out the same game. Um so I'm definitely gonna be following that story and I'll we'll definitely add updates for our listeners, man. Cause I'm really curious of how they're gonna approach this because you know, obviously because it's Def Jam, the music is going to be fire, you know? The music is going to be fire, you know what I mean? They had really good fighting moves in the original one, the original game, so I'm confident about that. One thing is just that I just hope that the story mode is a little bit better than the original one. You know, I was younger, so I wasn't complaining too much, but it was basically, it was just basically very simple, you know what I mean? And now we're in the age of immaculate storytelling in video games so they have to definitely you know what i mean up the story so i think there's a lot of potential for it to be a very 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 good game so i'll definitely uh keep keep my eyes on on developments with that one yeah man but next up we have news that i'm sure uh jg is going to relish in you know what i mean going to relish in so halo infinite is now delayed until 2021 so it will not be coming out for the Xbox Series X for the time by the time of release, because that one is gonna come out around the same time as the PS4. Uh, it's supposed to be around November-ish this year. Um, so yeah, man, Halo Infinite is delayed. They're basically saying the graphics aren't to the level that they want it to be on uh, for the time of of release, man. So. All you Halo people out there, man, good luck, man. So it's, it's going to miss the holiday 2020 release window. Uh, 
man. You just got to wait even longer for that game, man. So, JG, man, what do you think, man? Xbox dropping the ball or what? Hey, man, the Xbox people have always acted like they're better than PS4 people. You know, I, I think the Xbox people started the console war. I really do. I think they threw the stone, first stone. I really do. And uh, they're always harsh. And look at that. Look what happens, man. They were banking on Halo. like That was like the the goddamn leader of the game announcements they had. You know, they were hoping and praying for this game to try and keep Xbox afloat. Now look at you. Meanwhile, I'll be playing my Cyberpunk <laughs> and my goddamn Ghost of Tsushima right. that I already own, by the way. Right. It, it hasn't been delayed to 2021. I still have it. And um, yeah, sorry, Xbox guys. You know, you know, I could, I could hear him smiling. You know what I mean? Like, I know he's he's so excited. He's he's so excited. You know what I mean? To to be that detractor. You know what I mean? But yeah, man. So hey, if you an Xbox fan, just got hold out till twenty twenty one for that Halo, man. But um, it's only five or six months, four maybe. Right. Don't worry about it. Right. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. But there is still some good news. You're Xbox Series X fan. It's going to launch this November with thousands of games spanning four generations, right? So, they're going to be like... So, basically, there's going to be more than 50 new games planned for this year across generations as optimized for the Xbox Series X. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Gear Tactics, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Watch Dogs Legion. And then you have to think about... Uh, the shared library of games from Game Pass. So Game Pass has thousands of games from different generations that once you subscribe to it, you'll be able to play all those games as much as you want. And if it's about to leave the library, you could purchase it for like a reduced cost. So Xbox is trying to let everybody know, hey, Halo might not come out when you want to, but we have a huge database of new games that's coming to Game Pass, a bunch of old or quote unquote old classic games and new games that are that keep coming out from independent developers. So I wanted to give you guys the the bad and the good for the Xbox Series X. You know what I mean? So there's still hope. You know what I mean? If you're an Xbox fan, and you need to burn some time until Halo comes out. There you go. Definitely get that game pass, man. So I thought that was pretty dope. And uh, quickly, I wanted to update a story. We talked a couple weeks ago about Rockstar basically releasing one of its biggest updates. No, they had to roll it back because apparently the update broke the game. You know what I mean? So for the past, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So for the past few days, Red Dead Online was almost unplayable. It had a bunch of bugs, server issues, horses that were literally flying through the sky and stuff running on the ground. So missing NPCs. Like so Rockstar basically just rolled that whole thing back in an attempt to fix the game. Um, it wasn't supposed to be something that like changed the whole framework of the game. It's basically supposed to be like a, a update to have more hunting in the game and kind of make the experience a little bit better for people who enjoy hunting. And it basically broke the entire game, man. So players who were begging for this update, for any update for so long, were frustrated and basically begged for them to roll it back. So they confirmed that they're doing just that, man. So you should fix the recent issues everybody is having. And of course, you know, everybody's still pissed because they've been begging for this thing. And when they finally got it, it broke the game that they love, you know? So, 
this week has just been a crazy week, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was about to say, I think the game was already broken from before. You know, before any of this was even discussed. And I, I kind of gave up on Red Dead Online. You know, the actual game, the story game, I'd rather just play that than play Red Dead Online. I'd rather just play it all over again because I already beat it. But, um, you know, because the game is beautiful. The storyline, the story game is beautiful. It's an amazing game. It's one of the best games I've ever played. But that online, though, boy, glitchy. The character customization looks horrible. Um, you know, everything costs like a million dollars. Yeah, I, I wasn't enjoying it, so I kind of gave up on that. When may, when this stuff comes through, if it's looking good, maybe I'll gather together my little outlaw crew and we'll drink some whiskey and, and roll through the town, you know, <laughs> on our horses. You know, maybe I'll check it out after all this is, um, is updated. Right, right. But for now, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that because they still have a lot of people that play Red Dead Online. Yeah, man, so... I I glad you said that because I, I you know I know you talked about it. Other people are telling me trying to give it give it an extra try. So that that's a game I might circle back to. So maybe once this is all fixed, um, you know what I mean we could we could join up and and wreak some havoc. You know what I mean on on the wild wild west. Um, but yeah, man. So Definitely. craziness going on with Rockstar, <laughs> Rockstar, dear. Um, next up. New York Comic Con YouTube channel will exclusively live stream panels from October 8th to the 11th. So New York Comic Con was coming up. Um, obviously, COVID is still kicking America's butt because we don't, we don't know how to, um, you know, believe in science. And yeah, man. So now they're doing all digital. We've seen it from, you know, the Crunchyroll Expo that's coming up. DC Fandom that's coming up next week, the 22nd. Um San Diego, um, Comic Con, Comic Con at home that we discussed before, and New York Comic Con is is following the same thing, man. So it's basically gonna be going exclusively through live streams on YouTube from October eight to October eleven. And um, so far, some people who are participating is um the crew from Stars is bringing the crew from American Gods, um, CBS All Access is bringing Star Trek Universe. Um, Hulu is going to be there. FX is going to be there. And um, yeah, so we'll see, man. I know they're saying that it's going to be a little bit different um, for San Diego Comic-Con at home. Um, there were pre-recorded panels. This one is going to be live. So I'm assuming because it's live, it'll give them more functionality with quote unquote crowd interaction and people being able to comment on stuff like that. So I believe it's going to be hopefully it's received better than uh San Diego Comic Con like like we talked about nobody gave a damn <laughs> so hopefully this one is a little bit different because I think we're gonna be doing it like this for the foreseeable future until we get some type of COVID vaccine. Right, right. And I had my uh my woes for that in you know previous episodes, but I was just thinking about it, you know, it might turn out for the best. Because I've never been to a Comic Con. But with this experience I can actually, you know, Tune in, see what you know these uh panels are even about in the first place. See what type of information they're giving up, you know. See what type of events they have scheduled, what they're you know what they're displaying, and um that might actually encourage me to actually buy tickets and go out to a real comic con when everything settles back down. So you know, this is a this is a good opportunity for you know me or someone who's never actually physically been to a comic con. So yeah, it might be something to look forward to. Yeah, man. Um, so far, I, I'm waiting for a little bit more to be re- to be revealed. But um, 
I'm definitely excited in general about it. I'm definitely going to be, I'm going to keep my eyes open to see the updates for this, to see what the cast and shows and people are coming on this panel. But I'm excited in general about a lot of the virtual cons to kind of, you know, take, take what I want from, from here and there and everywhere. So definitely excited about, you know, like the ones we mentioned before, DC Fandom and the Crunchyroll Expo, man. So hopefully this one develops some more. And we get more of the schedule as, you know, the time grows closer. We have a couple months from um, October 8th. So interested in that. And we will kind of watch that moving forward. Um, In that same vein of the virtual cons, like we said before, you know, the DC fandom um, that's uh, happening all day um, on August 22nd through DC's YouTube channel. They released their schedule. So there's definitely some interesting panels on here. I kind of wanted to mention um, there's a panel for Wonder Woman 1984, and basically the cast is going to be on there. Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, and obviously the director, writer, producer, Patty Jenkins. You know what I mean? So I'm curious about that one. There's a Suicide Squad panel um, telling you what to expect from Suicide Squad um, movie that's coming up from James Gunn. Definitely going to be some reveals there. You know your boy Zack Snyder going to have some release because every time he talk, he have, to re- he have to release a trailer. So you know he going to be on there. Um, and then they're going to give us more of a reveal for Batman, um, from the new Batman one-off series. Not one-off series, pardon me. One-off film from Matt Reeves with um Robert Panson. So a, a lot of good stuff. And... That's just it, there's a lot more. There's panels for the Flash TV show, Black Lightning, Pennyworth, Legends of Tomorrow. Like it, it's a bunch of stuff. So I'm very excited to see what they announced there, particularly to kind of see where they're going with Superman, where they're going with this Batman Matt Reeves movie. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where where they're going with this. So I'm ready. I like Batman. I like Black Lightning. I don't know about all those other characters you mentioned, man. Point blank, period. But the DC fandom has a lot of uh, a lot of work to do, and I think they're doing the work to expand their universe and bring more interest to these characters. So uh, definitely, Batman. I always love Batman. So this new Matt Reeves movie, we'll see what his take on it is. So far, Christopher Nolan is uh, undefeated, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, man, you know, we we, we going to see, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of hate, you know what I mean, from from Jada Tankin. What do you mean? Oh. From from Jada Tankin and uh, Arnold because of my, my hot takes about the, the old Superman movies, you know what I mean? So I'm just oh. I'm just hoping that they come in and, and, and lay out lay out on a nice little direction for the Superman movies that we could be proud of, you know? Yeah, and they need to do something. Because, you know, the layout is weak right now. Real weak. Sorry, Tenken. Sorry, Arnold. <laughs> I don't know what you saw in those old movies, but hey, they're old for a reason. They need to stay old. I'm not going on that side. The FX. Yeah, Superman has some work to do, man. More than Batman, I'd say. They, they have a lot more work to do with that guy. For sure, man. So I guess, you know, only time will tell. Obviously, we'll get some reveals next week, kind of see where they're going. I, I, I just 
I'm just crossing my fingers, man. I have a lot of hope that um I have a lot of hope that DC will finally start to write the ship. So I'm 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 pulling for them, man. Yeah, man. So next up we have uh Ray Fisher speaks out about abusive interaction with Jeff Johns. I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. Um he was basically alleging that uh, Jeff Johns and, and Berg and, and all these higher ups for the movie, as well as, oh man, I'm forgetting his name now, Joss Whedon were inappropriate and were abusive to him. And we talked about it and I was kind of saying, hey, when is he going to actually say what happened? You know, he's being very vague about these allegations. He's not saying what actually happened. He's just using words to kind of hint that whatever allegedly happened was terrible so this is what he tweeted this out on august 12th uh and he said during the la reshoots for justice league jeff john summoned me to his office to belittle and admonish my and my agents attempts to take grievances up the proper chain of command he then made a thinly veiled threat to my career this behavior cannot continue yeah man ray fisher is confusing me you know, the, the first allegations, they seemed like it was diabolical. Like, it was just, it was repugnant, repulsive. You know, they did something behind those scenes that just disrupted his inner core and character. You know, but apparently they just wanted him to say booyah. And, you know, he didn't want to, you know, he wasn't down with the, the traditional cyborg script. <laughs> right. But that was about as specific <laughs> as he got. You know, besides that, it was just terrible abuse. But uh, he hasn't really described it, man. And I don't know what's holding him back. You know, you're so brave to make all these allegations on Twitter and talk out about it and go up the chain of command and make. Might as well just go out and tell the whole story. Give us the abuse. What did they say? What did they do? Please let it be more than just booyah. Right. And, um, yeah, otherwise. You're just beating a dead horse, man. You're not really, uh, you're not helping us to help you. Okay. We're not really jumping on the Ray Fisher train right now. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's fine. Like, obviously, you know, you want to believe people who said, you know, they were like victims or whatever. But here, just like you said, he's not saying anything. He keeps saying, oh, yeah, bad things happen. Bad things happen. Well, then tell us. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you're rolling with Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder got his remake, you know? That everybody's clamoring for. He got his. The Snyder Cut's going to be made. You're going to be in it. You know. Oh, you got in everything you wanted. You know what I mean? I don't even think Joss Whedon is not even working with DC anymore. You know. They're not working with them anymore. And I'm not sure in what capacity Jeff Johns still is. But if they did. The, if he said something to belittle you and admonish you. Why don't you tell us what he said? You know what I mean? Like if it was really that bad. You might as well come out and say what it is so people can say, oh, wow, did he really say that? They can do some reporting. We can get some comments from from other people. But him, he's trying to say it without saying it. You know what I mean? He's saying foul play happened, but he won't say what the foul play was. You know what I mean? So at this point, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm kind of like dubious, you know? Like I'm dubious that he actually... He's actually going to ever say what it was or if it was even as bad as he said, because he said, oh, they admonished him for his attempts to take grievances up the proper chain of command. OK, that could be something. But why were you trying to make grievances? Up? Why were you trying to go above his head? You know what I mean? 
Was it because you, you didn't want to say booyah? You know what I mean? Like, we need a context that we can say, okay, Jeff Johns was out of control, you know? These people were out of control, but without any other context, like, what do you expect people to do? And it, at this point, it feels, I don't want to be that guy, but it feels kind of like attention-seeking, you know what I mean? Like, it don't seem like he's just trying to, like, I forget our guy name, our guy's name that we talked about, I believe it was last week or the week before, but the guy who played Nobu, he came out and right. said what happened, you know what I mean? specifically he came out and said what happened this guy's not coming out and saying what happened he's saying oh they were terrible to me they're bad people you know what i mean the people the people who ruined the snyder cut you know what i mean they're all bad people well tell us what they did you know what i mean like of course it was ruined from the jump but you know we'll go <laughs> right <laughs> all right the dc detractor shows up again man but yeah like so yeah man so i this this feels a little a little like bullshit to me, man. But you know he's slowly coming out and saying more. So I don't. I'm not saying I believe him or anything, but we'll see if he says more. But so far, this just seems like he just seeking attention. And I hate to be that guy, but I, that's kind of how it feels to me, man. But word, yeah, man. So that that was the the Ray Fisher drama update. You know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, and and we you know obviously y'all know we we out here we serious about this nerdery you know we we gonna be following this story <laughs> so if anything else happened we gonna update you guys man but um going from a a so so character to a dope character um Matt Reeves the Batman movie will explore the soul of Bruce Wayne and I read the article basically the co-writer of DC. Of Coin Movie basically said it's going to be different from the countless ways we've seen Bruce Wayne and how he's already been explored on the screen. Let me just start with this title. The Batman movie will explore the soul of Bruce Wayne. Isn't that what we do? What we and they do in every Batman property? Like, when has that not been done? Yeah, I feel like I already have a good understanding of this guy's soul, man. And I don't think it's a <laughs> that deep of a soul. Uh, you know, he's a traumatized child by the loss of his parents at the hand of a criminal in a highly dangerous city that's filled with crime. And, you know, he vows to avenge them by taking on a life of vigilance uh, and basically, you know, apprehending all the different criminals and villains that appear in Gotham City, you know, in honor of his parents. I mean, I, I think I get the story by now. <laughs> they kind of explore the soul of Bruce Wayne on every movie. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? In every movie. So, so uh, the guy who actually said that it was Matson Tomlin. He he's the guy that wrote Project Power, and he's writing he's writing alongside Matt Reeves for this movie. So that's a plus. But because y'all see how glow- how glowingly we spoke about Project Power, you know. So you know that gives me some more hope. But gonna explore okay. the soul of batman we always exploring the soul of batman you know what i mean the only thing in, the, in this that made me feel a little bit more um intrigued was they're basically saying that um as opposed to seeing like a more grizzled or experienced batman this is it's the early days and he says i think that first of all it's a younger version of the most recent versions that we've seen you know so we'll kind of see him kind of coming into his own becoming batman you know, his early days, you know, wearing the whole costume and, and becoming, you know, the, the caped crusader. So that thing makes okay. me excited. I know me and JG talked about that before. That we were both, you know, interested in that angle of it. So I'm hoping yeah, that sounds it. better. Right. 
I think that's going to be Yeah, yeah. I think that's a better approach because, you know, we kind of, even the cartoons, you know, they kind of skip over that. And I think we saw, like, the training aspect of it as far as him becoming the martial artist with the type of skill set that he has in the Christopher Nolan movies, the Dark Knight movies. But, um, you know, that just, that transition moment where he's actually becoming someone that fights crime in Gotham, I don't think he'd become an expert overnight. So it, it'll be really good to see that um, that trial and error in the beginning, you know, his moral decisions, you know, you know how he feels, you know, where he fits in society as far as a vigilante, law enforcement, how he justifies what he does. So, yeah, I think I think some a few things could be explored in that aspect. So that's a little bit more hopeful. Right, right. So that, that that makes me feel better about it. So I'm 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 holding on to that and the fact that you know the writer of Project Power did this and I enjoyed that as well. So hopefully we'll see, man. I'm I'm really pulling for DC. I don't know if y'all could tell. I I'm really pulling for that, man. I just don't want it to suck anymore because they're destroying these characters, man. So hold no hope for that. And um, there were some some more recent images released that I thought looked pretty good. You know, the first ones that they dropped looked terrible. But they kind of worked on that, use the feedback from that, and some of the images of, of the actual Batman costume itself looks really, really freaking good. So I'm I'm interested in that. I'm I'm excited that they're gonna actually finally not make this a a, a dumpster fire. You know what I mean? So so we'll see. Um, and the last news that we have for today, all original content made. Pardon me. All original content made um for the dc universe the streaming service that came out maybe a year or so ago will all be migrating to hbo max man so it's all in that warner family so you'll you'll have to find all of your dc stuff for the most part you know aside from the different deals licensing deals with netflix and other people um until that runs out a lot of the dc stuff is going to be over at hbo max because they're owned by warner so things like uh doom patrol um titans uh the harley quinn animated series that i've been meaning to check out heard is really really funny really really good um all of that is going to be moving over to hbo max so that's that's going to be the dc hub moving forward so wow yeah makes it makes sense i mean you know because they had hbo max they had dc universe like you know what i mean it was just kind of redundant you know because of the, all of the Warner connection, so I'm, I'm glad that they decided they decided to finally make sense and streamline everything. So, HBO Max, it is man. I gotta make sure I have HBO Max because it, it, so much so much content is migrating to HBO Max. Right. And then I think of my current package, I have like 15 different HBOs. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I need to call somebody up and see what's going on here. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, good stuff. Except you know. It's DC. So I don't want him to destroy HBO either. So, um, you, know, you know, walk, tread softly, tread softly, <laughs> DC. I mean, tread softly, HBO. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, man. So that's it for what intrigues us in nerdery uh, this week. Um, unfortunately, no absurd nerdery this week. As far as I can tell, no one has done anything worth worthy of derision. You know what I mean? Nothing crazy, but we'll come back to that next week. But um, y'all know how I like to wrap up the show these days with some, you know, some words of wisdom. You know what I mean? And this one is from one of JG's favorite characters. You know what I mean? Last week was from his favorite show, One Piece, his favorite anime, One Piece. And now it's from one of his favorite characters. No single thing in no single thing is perfect by itself. That's why we're born to attract 
other things to make up for what we lack. I think we start walking in the right direction only after we start getting our counterparts beside us. And that was by, you know what I mean, the goat, Itachi Uchiha. You know what I mean? So, words mm-hmm. of wisdom from, from one of the goat characters and one of the goat shows, man. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, that's that's basically it for this week. Um, as you heard at the top of the show, make sure you guys reach out to us and uh, give us feedback um, under the episodes for your comments. We will read it on the air. And you can write us comments on Podomatic under the episode or on our Facebook page. We posted all of our episodes. You can go under there and comment or just, you know, tweet us. And all of our socials are in the show notes or whatever. Make sure you tag the show um, if you're going to comment. And um, I know I said this last week, but I mixed, I messed up the calendar a little bit. Obviously, uh, Jada Tenken was not on with us this week. He'll be on with us next week. That was a miscommunication on my part. So he'll be joining us next week. And uh, we're definitely excited about it, man. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Peace. Peace.